Welcome to the culture of New York basketball. The metro area is the mecca of basketball in the minds of many. Its iconic brand of streetball is renowned around the world. There's a long list of legends who've come out of these parts, but there's also an even longer list of should-haves that never got their shot. Dribbling Dimes is the happy place for the hoops junkie. This is where the legendary tales and the unknown stories will reside. We'll be speaking with a variety of guests from all over whose ties to the New York game gives them a unique perspective to share. I'm Manny Digital, and along with my co-host Emilio the Poet, we're going to take you off the bench and into the culture of New York area hoops. So lace up and listen to Dribble and Dimes. You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you want to be judged on wood, rain, and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dives where scoring never looked this good, I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Last season, they took home the New York Catholic High School Athletic Association Boys Championship against Christ the King High School. They went on to Glen Falls, New York to win the New York State Federation chip by knocking off South Shore High School of Brooklyn. They've graduated numerous athletes that have gone on to play collegiately and professionally like Illini guard Alan Griffin and former NBA big man Marty Conlon. Since his appointment as head coach in 2015, Patrick Masseroni and his staff have taken Stepanak basketball to new heights, every year doing the unexpected. Along with exemplary student-athletes like R.J. Davis, who's amassed 1,200-plus points in two seasons and collected 14 D1 offers to date, all while maintaining a 3.8 GPA, this coaching staff at Stepanak is preparing for another opportunity at New York basketball supremacy. But first, we sit down with Coach Masseroni and point guard R.J. Davis to talk about this thing of ours on this episode of Dribble and Dimes. I am Manny Digital. My name is Emilio the Poet. And today we find ourselves at Stepanak High School uh, in White Plains, New York, uh, home of the Crusaders. Yes. And we are here with Coach Masseroni and uh, I, w- I would argue probably one of the better standout athletes I've seen in quite a while. Mm. Uh, just well-rounded individual, Mr. R.J. Davis. Yes. Um, thank you for taking the time. I know you're supposed to be in class right now. Yes. Getting it in. So Thanks for having I, us. I appreciate it. Thank, 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 thank you to whoever, all the guys <laughs> yes. that allowed yes. this to happen. Yes. <laughs> thank you so uh, much. Uh, um, so so it's, it's a real pleasure. And thank you, Coach, for, for helping us set this up and, and welcoming us into the Stepanak home here. Without a doubt. Um, we, so... I was astonished by RJ. A lot of the statistics I heard about you, not so much just from the athletic standpoint, which we can, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to focus on here. For sure. But um, more so from the academic side of things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very difficult, as I'm sure you know, experiencing this, to balance very good grades at a very well established school. So that's another piece of this, right? You're not just going to some rinky dink institution, you're going to a place where academics are valued very highly. 
And so, you know, off air, my brother was t- talking about what what was it that prompted you to be this, you know, three point eight GPA? I think is what you're carrying now, right? Yes. And you're a junior. Yes. What? How? How did that become just part of your life? Uh, you know, just at a young age, you know, um, my parents, mostly my mom, you know, would just you know input to me how you know you know, important grades are and, you know, it could take you a long way because the ball will stop bouncing one day. Mm. And so she would help me with homeworks, you know, teach me different ways to study, you know, just to be an individual person because once high school comes to college, you're on your own. So, um, you know, I would, you know, work hard in the classroom. If I, like, slacked off classes, she would uh, take me aside from practices and games until I get my uh, grades right. And that hurt? Like, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I used to cry a lot. Good. Wow, good. Yeah. That's that's a great mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. So, what when you say, you know, that you studied, you found different ways to study, and yeah. she, you really pressed you on your academics. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would what was it? Where did you find like the most challenge? A right, and then B. How did you get it to a place where you found like this routine that allowed you to you know strive and succeed? Uh, I would say the most challenging part was. Um, just to be able to figure out uh, problems and, you know, write uh, on your own. Um, you mm-hmm. know, writing was a struggle for me, uh, but I developed and became more, you know, noticeable of how, you know, a correct and mature writer is. Okay. Um, down the road, uh, I would say success came with along with time, you know, um, realizing that, Time management is important, as you know. When basketball comes up um, around the season, you have to learn how to, you know, take care of basketball and then get home, do your homework, study for the next exam. So, yeah, that's awesome. It must be a real treat, Coach. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. You guys are champions. Okay, Thank you. I'm gonna say something. I'm going, I'm coming from another very biased place when I say what I'm about to say. We come from St. Raymond High School, mm-hmm. right? And all the time when I was a child, we were younger. I don't say child, but younger. Mm-hmm. We never knew Stepanak to be a powerhouse. It's basketball. In basketball. Okay. Football, you, know, you guys had a name. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, like, the fact that we even stumbled upon you being champions, because, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't follow high school basketball as I should have, mm-hmm. but we are now. Yeah. And do you feel any added either motivation or any added pressure that the fact that you come and took this – basketball team or this you know school to such high prominence as far as where it came from or do you agree or disagree or do you think it doesn't really yeah matter? I mean I think if you walk down in our gym and and you know the the history here there is a rich history you know there okay. are some guys that were drafted and or had careers in the NBA or overseas okay. um we have had a lot of division one basketball players that right. have come out of here um that have been successful on and off the court in, okay. in life so um I think the team success wasn't there as much in the last 15, 20 years. Right. Um, you know, in the double A. Yes. Um, you know, gentlemen, not the gentleman before me, but, you know, two coaches before me, mm-hmm. you know, they won the A division back in 2010. Okay. Um, you know, so it, it obviously is a different level of play, but still winning any championship is, is, a, is a great feat. Um, right. So, you know, obviously to get to the double A like we did and the last time to win it was back in 1960. Um, you know, so it was wow. pretty – Pretty uh, remarkable achievement, uh, but it's more than me. You know, I know my name is on it, but it's it's the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the administration, mm-hmm. and then it, it comes down to the players. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they bought into the system that we had in mind, um, and, and it, we really bought into this "we over me" philosophy last year, 
and they, I think that's why we had so much success. And we've had success in the last two years, and hopefully it continues this year. That's awesome. You, so you mentioned the different brackets, double A, I, again, like my brother mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, we're not all that familiar with okay. the, the whole way that mm-hmm. high school basketball is organized. Mm-hmm. What Can you define for us what that means? Yeah, so basically the double A in New York State is, is the best of the best. That's the top division. That's the best teams. Um, and most states have double A or whatever the top is. In Jersey, they call it 5A, 4A. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the top league is what we compete in both in the state, both locally, and then, you know, in the last three years we've played a national schedule, um, you know, which I think has prepared us. So in the New York State it goes double A, A, and B. Um, and, again, I'm not taking against any anywhere else. Um, and that's for the Catholic League. In the public league they also have C and D. So mm. there's a double A, A, B, C, D um, that's available, you know, for, for kids to compete in. Um, we play in the top double A. I would argue, some argue, the Catholic High School League, um, is the top 10 league in the country, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I'll argue that. I think the CHSA is the best in the state. Um, there's, so there's four divisions. There's the CHSAA, there's the Public School Athletic League, mm-hmm. there's the New York State Public High School Athletic Association, and then there's also um, the Independence. So there's four different divisions that uh, we, we have in the state that all compete for the Federation Championship. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the background on the four leagues and – and, uh, you know, again, I feel like we're the best um, league in the state and, and arguably in the country. Wow. Well, if, if there was any doubt that you should retain your, your job here, mm-hmm. I think you've proved very yeah, well seriously. that you know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> For president, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not only was that well done, but I actually understood it. It was okay. Right. So you've right. it down enough Appreciate for me. it. You are Appreciate a teacher. It. You are a teacher. Appreciate it. So, so RJ, I, I guess, you know, we like to go through the genesis of who the, the people that we interview are, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of talked about the educational aspect and how your mother's um, influence helped you be who you are on the academic tip who you know in a nutshell and i know you're you're a 17 year old guy right mm-hmm. yeah so not a lot of years under your belt yet as far as life goes but who would you say rj is like where did he come from how did he develop into the man in front of us today uh i would say rj is a hard-working you know dedicated uh passionate young man who you know comes from you know a well uh family who really cares for them for him yeah. um, they really you know influenced me in ways of you know just teaching me about life and you know they always tell me you know you know carry yourself with a great personality and a great attitude because you know people may perceive me as a you know a basketball player who you know doesn't really uh, do the, well in the, the stereotypes yeah, associated the with stereotypes that yeah. usually go around yeah. but um, when you like really know me take a deeper look inside um a caring person. I'm genuine. I work hard in the classroom, on and off the court. So, you know, that goes a long way in life. But you're a savage on the basketball Definitely. court. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like Mr. Jekyll. What is it? Hyde and Mr. Jekyll? Yeah, Mr. Jekyll. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Um, that's dope. So, yeah. so you have siblings? Yes. Just one? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your brother. <laughs> Because well, you mentioned something earlier, and I, I think it's it says, you know, Saquon we, we got to drop <laughs> we got to drop that gem in here because if we start seeing things happen, yeah, we're gonna see it. I already said it. Well to do, look at this. Well spoken. If it's not basketball, it's president for you. One or the other. Well, my little brother, uh, his name is Bryce. He's okay. thirteen. Um, nice. He plays football. Uh, he's a running back, 
His main sport is football. He plays basketball for fun. Try to get into more uh, sports because, you know, just as I, when I was young, I played soccer, basketball, football, mm. cross. Oh, so I'm just awesome. trying to get more um, involved in other sports. But uh, he's a talented, uh, strong kid who's very smart. He doesn't see it yet, but, you know, he will shine into his light. Uh, he's an eighth grader. He'll be coming to step next year. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's just got him in the right hands. You know, hope, he has a great future ahead of him. That's so, yo, I want I want to interview your parents. <laughs> if you're speaking like this, man, I, these people. Yeah, shout, shout out to, to Mrs. Davis. Miss Davis? Yes. Oh, my Davis, God. The Davis folks. Yes. And Mr. Davis. Mr. Mr. Davis, Mr. of Mr. course. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You raised the great one, great ones, but, you know, we have one in front of us right now. So, Thank yeah, you. I'm really impressed. Like like I said, I we mentioned off air. I was speaking to yeah. the coach about age being a number, and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But because I'm used to seeing a lot of elderly gentlemen coaching, especially high school basketball, I had to kind of uh, give you your props. speak speak mm-hmm. on what the elephant in the room is you know mm-hmm. you were the youngest coach i know until further notice and you probably know this by de- by detail because your facts are like mm-hmm. on point mm-hmm. this man is like a history mm-hmm. buff do you feel like out of place when it comes to just the coaching scene as far as what you see like is it abnormal for you to see okay you know you're a younger coach and comparatively speaking to the rest of yeah, I think it's, uh, like I said, off air, but again, I use the term a lot. I think age is a number, mm-hmm. um, you know, in life, whether you're mature, immature, whatever it is, you live life to the fullest, um, no matter that. no matter what age you are. Amen so, um, and I, I think I see it as you, you get older and other individuals around you um, are older, uh, you, you just want to enjoy life. So from a coaching standpoint, yeah, I am the youngest. Um, it, we're not going to sugarcoat around sure. it. it. It is what it is. Um, but but again, I think uh, I've been able to learn a lot from a lot of individuals in an, in Stepanak, outside of Stepanak, in the college and professional ranks that um, gave me some knowledge to try to run with this opportunity. You know, now four years ago, um, when when the job was open, um, and, and was fortunate enough to get it. And um, again, Rodney Swain, who is one of my assistants, uh, who's been with me all four years, and the staff has been great. You know, uh, but in high school basketball, some guys move on to. You know, we have we had two guys in our excuse me, three guys in our program. We had college jobs this last off season. Wow. So, um, you know, guys move on for for success. And uh, Rodney's been um, with me the entire time, and he's been very uh, helpful into what I've done and what we've done. Um, and he is an older gentleman. So I think guys in the league when I first got in saw a young guy, um, and there was some guys in the league, um, you know, like Joe Arbatello at Christ the King, who who kind of told me early on he was like. Don't let these older veterans take advantage of you on multiple levels. You know, wow. from uh, you know um, scheduling time of games, showing up to games early, saying we're starting early on the road, and um, you know some guys who've been in the league a long time tried to do that to us. Mm. Um, and I think standing the ground, tried to earn some respect from other people in the league. Um, you know, Tim Philp, who I said I talked about earlier, won in 2010, was here for 11 years. Now coaches down at Hayes, mm-hmm. um, same way, just gave me some advice on how to handle. Uh, older guys um, that coach in our league uh, that were successful um, that that you know been around for 25 30 40 years um, you know so I, I just think one thing that I've learned from four years ago to now is to try to listen more I think that's big than than always responding and that's something that I learned and, and tried to grow up and I just think you know I thought when 
I was able to get the job, you know, four years ago that I thought we could have success here. Um, I thought we had to surround myself with good people. I thought the school was behind my mission and culture of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and next thing you know, three years later, we win, we win it all and, and being ranked top 20 in the country. Did I think it could happen that fast? I'd be lying to you if I said yes. Right. Um, but I thought within a five to seven year period, we could get it to where we had to get it to. Um, and it happened in three years, but a lot of hard work, um, not just by myself, by, like I said, the people around me, um, the administration, the parents, the players, um, and guys just willing to buy into what what we thought was the right thing to do, uh, both on and off the court. You know, I think stepping back basketball, we've won games, and that's great, and, and we've been able to get press in a positive way, but these guys becoming young men is a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. And, and before all the athletic stuff, being good students yes. uh, is a big thing. And obviously RJ's with us today who – has done that, but you know we have multiple guys on our team that really succeed in the classroom, you know, in community service and doing more than just throwing it up on a Friday night versus right. a Raymond or Christ the King. Yes. By the yeah. way, we will be attending some okay. games. So. Oh yeah. You'll see us. Get to know. Get to know these. You'll see us with some big credentials. There you go. There you go. So, um, so RJ, uh, now I want to talk a little bit about. Let's talk about your basketball swag, right? So you. You, you're a, a healthy scorer, I guess I would say. Now, there's, there's some. I, I do want to get into what that means to me, and I would okay. love to hear your opinion on it. Because I look at the world of basketball as if you score a great deal, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that you're helping your team. Now, I don't know the rest of your stats, so I want to hear your vantage point on this. But still impressive nonetheless. I think I did some, some fuzzy math and I think your guys' record last year was twenty seven and five, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that so that's about thirty two total games in a season. Correct. Soup to nuts. So in two years you've scored over a thousand points. And that with my fuzzy math, I wasn't a math major, that's something around sixteen points a game that you were throwing up in two years. It's a lot of points. What does that rank as far as other players have come through here? Just, I mean, it, we're talking about a two-year window here. Yeah, like, yeah. So to he get more into, uh, I believe, uh, defending his stance on, on your statement about yeah, yeah, scoring please. on how, how it helps the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll let you him would do, know I'll, better. I'll let him, no, but I'll let him do that, and then I'll let <laughs> him. But you know, I, I he's up there in the top ten scoring of all time. Yeah, wow. um, he is about two hundred and forty or two hundred sixty points away from breaking the all-time scoring record, wow. um, which oh, is so around going down four, this year. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yes, hopefully. God so uh, around yeah. 1,400 uh, points um, is the all-time scoring record wow. here. Um, so, you know, he's got a chance to break that uh, this year. Uh, but I bet you he would say it, and just like he did last year, um, I think he'll take championships and wins over over the, those points every year. And, and that's a lot of our guys that have been here and been successful in the short time that the staff's been together, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's being able to do more than than that. And I think that that federation championship and our banner up in that gym um, at our first game when it goes up December seventh, you know, officially, is means a lot more. Uh, but from an individual standpoint, he's got a chance to break the Stepanak all-time scoring record and not by a couple points. I think he could blow it, blow it out of out of proportion. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Uh, so tell uh, me. What, what do you think about my bold statement? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, you know, a healthy score would just be, you know, uh, having the ability to, you know, score out at will. Yep. But also, 
um, I wouldn't say it's just about scoring. It's about doing the little things that no one notices, you know, being a vocal leader, uh, uh, diving on loose balls, you know, guiding your teammates into, you know, what a championship team looks like. And that's what I'm willing to do this year. Um, you know, obviously uh, accomplishing a thousand points, you know, was a goal for me sophomore year. Freshman year, I wasn't even worried about that. I was just worried about, you know, making a statement, um, standing my ground. But, you know, just to become uh, one of the top ten uh, step in that leading scorer means a lot. You know, I'm very grateful to be in this position. Hey. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a hater because I can't. <laughs> yeah, we I can't do anything close to that. No. Just so you know, I averaged about seven assists a game. Two oh, really? Years, so just so yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I take everything seven. I said back. Yo, uh, that's that's the definition of making your team. That's better. incredible, man. That's okay. incredible. Um, coach, I wanted to ask you: um, Did you prior to this job, prior to coming to Stepanak, mm-hmm. I know you you were affiliated with the school before. Yeah. Um, did you have your eyes on the head coaching position here, or was it just something that it kind of just fell into your lap and you kind of like just made sense? Yeah. So when I left here, I was a, a student manager. I wasn't <laughs> fortunate enough to be as good as the guys on our team now right. um, at, in college. Um, mm-hmm. After that, I I got into college coaching um, as a grad assistant, and mm-hmm. um, I thought the college route was where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything in life, things change. I was down in, in Virginia, so down south. I moved back up. I'd gotten a part-time job with the Nets when they first moved to Brooklyn. Um, so doing that, and then about five, six years ago, we created a varsity B team here. So I know there's about 80 other teams in the Catholic mm-hmm. high school league that have that. Um, so we were we joined in on that league, and I was fortunate enough to be our first head coach of that uh, for two years. Um, so you know, once I got the taste of that, and you could run your own program even at that level. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the CHSA, a lot of guys were varsity B coaches before they became varsity mm-hmm. A, kind of right. a stepping stone. For sure. Um, so yeah, I think you you always wanted to, you know, be a head coach, whatever level it's at, uh, and run your own program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say, you know, our program we try to run on a, on a almost college college style. You mm-hmm. know, is what we do from not just our scheduling, but the resources we have from, you know, in the weight room to, um, you know, shooting gun to the Vertimax to our, you know, athletic trainer uh, partnership with a physical therapy place, you know, things wow, that wow. we do is what's this done is... kind of a, on a college level um, that I think gives our guys the opportunity, you know, um, you know, the apparel sneaker deal. That's something that we wow. just, we were able to fortunate enough to get. So that's um, Under Armour? Well, Under Armour, yeah. That's so awesome. hey, shout them um, out. Yeah. Yes. So, They're not a sponsor of yeah, ours yet, yeah, yeah, but maybe yeah, one day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, yeah. And, and you know what? It's uh, I think all the basketball apparel and shoe companies, um, you know, all gave us a, a, an opportunity. And, and, and Under Armour, we have a great relationship with them, both as a school, both an athletic program and now specifically to be the only team in the Catholic High School League with with the deal that they provided us. So wow. um, it's That's pretty impressive. neat. But to, to answer your question, I, I you know, when the opportunity came about um, to become the head coach, uh it was actually six years ago. I didn't get it the first time. So mm-hmm. um, to be able to get it, you know, four years, two years after that, now four years ago, I uh, just said to myself, I'm going to hit the ground running and, and, and try to connect with the right people in the state of New York. And once New York happened, then try to connect nationally. And, and you know, I think that's why our guys been able to get recruited um, by what they can do individually as, as talented sure. players, but um, try to give them as much exposure as possible, you know. Since September 10th, we've had over 50 Division One, Two, and Three colleges come in to recruit our guys. So, um, you know, they're getting an opportunity to go play at the next level, uh, and hopefully for free. That's the, that's the goal. 
Wow. Gr- uh, mm-hmm. Alan Griffin? Alan Griffin, yeah. He's out in Illinois now. Illinois, yeah. Plays Georgetown tonight. So, wow. Yeah. So, uh, Orlando and two, uh, yeah, Saint Raymond, Saint Raymond guy. Yeah, we have the see. This is going to turn into the Saint Raymond yeah. podcast, yeah. and I don't want that okay. to be. Okay, but it's just there's yeah. so many. He's going to take it out on yeah. us on our team. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Ravens. Sorry, Ravens. Yeah. So. The, the the basketball community, okay. I'd say globally, is pro- is you know relatively small. Yeah, but then when you bring it down to the the national level, mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of the, the the tenets of why Dribble and Dimes became what it is, or is becoming what we want it to be. Okay. A New York centric podcast simply because from New York, I've seen so many of these people just scatter around the country mm-hmm. and around the world. So when I see that association, you know, stand out from stepping at going yeah. to Illinois, assistant yeah. coach Orlando yeah. Antigua, that's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's really nice to see. Yeah, New York but I know, yeah. I know he was doing an amazing job for you guys, Alan mm-hmm. was last yeah. year and mm-hmm. subsequently years prior to that. Yeah. What do you expect from him? Now, I mean, even as, as early as tonight, mm-hmm. um, in this next level with the Illini. Yeah, you know, I think uh, going from our level to that level, you know, the Big Ten is always an adjustment for any freshman. The mm-hmm. speed of the game, the physicality, um, you know, no matter how prepared you are, you know, no matter if you're 18 or 19 years old, you're playing against 22, 23-year-old men, you know, yeah. is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's holding his own. He's doing well. He worked really hard when he was here. Um now, Alan grew up a lot from his junior year to his senior year, mm. became a, a vocal leader for us, uh, left here, you know, beyond successful, uh, both in the school and on the court. And then, you know, has done very well for them. You know, they only played one game. Um, he sat out with a little little injury, but he's back. He's cleared. Um, he shoots the ball at a high level. I know the staff out there has been impressed with that. Um, just got it. And in their exhibition game, you know, he, he had four or five steals as well. So wow. um, I think he's going to be successful. Our, our, all our guys that have gone on, you know, um, from last year's team, you know, I think playing in college, you know, one's Division One now. Excuse me, two are Division One now. One's a D3. And then one other senior who graduated is is going to end up Division One. He's doing a postgraduate year. So okay. um, all those guys, I think, are going to be successful, um, you know, whenever that time comes, specifically with Allen. He shoots it so well that uh, teams need shooters. Teams need guys who could be efficient from three, That's right. and then the rest of his game will come into fru- you know fruition, which I believe. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of questions for you, RJ. Um, so, firstly, you spoke about leadership, which I'm, that impressed me more than your stats, more than anything, because what I see, what my brother was hinting towards, is I think we come from an NBA standpoint where sometimes the leading score is not necessarily the leader of the team, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I'm impressed the fact that you say the little things, the intangibles. I believe greatly in the intangibles, the things that's not seen, the hustle plays, etc. So you assume the role as leader. How do you find the chemistry of your team, like as a, you being the leader? I'm because mm-hmm. you yes. kind of spoke of being a leader. Do you find that your team has a good camaraderie based on what your example is or what how you are with them? How are you guys off the court? Do you guys hang out? Are you friends? You know, things of that nature. Can you just walk me through that kind of? You know, everyone gets along with each other. Um, <coughs> we have a great personality. You know, it's just about like on the court you know building the chemistry with the young guys you know we have a young uh, group this year okay so just you know the veterans you know step up and just lead them into uh, a championship team um off, off the court you know you know we're funny uh everyone's loose you know what, what do y'all do like what's what's a typical what's a typical day team hangout um, day? well usually before practice you know we'll hang around uh, in the locker room play some music, uh, cool. you know, or, you know, just discuss basketball or life. And what, do what are you homework. listening to, typically? Uh, in the, in typically, the I would say, well, one of our, 
our players is a um well rapper aspires aspires who is he who is he talk uh, about him Sunil Fong okay Sunil Fong Sunil Fong um you know he sometimes he plays his music but other um times you know before games or practices we we'll listen to Drake or Migos, you know, just the um, well-known rappers. For sure. Um, and, and you know, just you know, everyone is just loose and they have fun with each other. Uh, we have a great team, great kids, um, and they're just great people as well. Awesome. That's so impressive for me. Like I said, like at such a young age, and I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say it boldly, leadership. I feel like it's not something you're the have it or you don't. That's mm-hmm. how. That's what I'm trying to say. And again, I speak from the NBA standpoint, just from an observer, you know, not from interior, from more of exterior. Mm-hmm. You can probably speak more because you, you know, see your part-time job at, at right. the New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn Nets, excuse me. Um, I, I just feel like that's like the greatest quality you could have, a leadership quality. Mm-hmm. And um, my question, the next question that I have for you, what are your aspirations, if any, as far as basketball? Like, what is there, do you have high, or do you have it as far as education? Like what? What do you? What do you want to do in your future? I know that's kind of. I I, I hate to even ask you that because you're such I, a. Can young I man. answer for you? He's such a young man. It's so. It it really. It sucks for me to even ask you because like nah, you're, you're nah. still developing. Don't, yeah. No, but I'm gonna ask you because. This is where we're at. We're. All, we're I only have this time with you. So. RJ, RJ, keep it real. Mm-hmm. I want to know where you. I don't want no vanilla answers. <laughs> give, me, give me what it is that you really think you're gonna accomplish. Well, first, you know. I want to go to a, a high major school. I think okay. I'm capable of doing that. For sure. Uh, if I continue to work hard and, you know, just chase my dream, pretty sure that dream will come true. Cool. Um, as in college, um, I would like to, you know, hopefully the goal is to get to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to major in businessing or sports management. Okay. Um, and, you know, the ball will stop bouncing, you know, so I have to also look into the academic uh, for support sure. for the school. You know, academics goes a long way. Sure. So just going to a high major school with a, a great coaching staff, academics is, um, you know, highly um, supported and a, gr- a great chemistry with the teammates and the culture of the school. Wow. How, how big uh, – so let's – I don't want to lose this nugget because uh, I think it's substantial. So as you're talking about what schools you – you know, what type of environment you want to be in, um, you've got 16, is it? At, at present, 16 D1 offers? 14. 14. 14 D1 schools are giving you an opportunity to join them. Mm-hmm. Can you name them? Or some of them? Some of them. Uh, That's a lot. Penn That's State. Lot. <laughs> Penn State, Maryland, St. John's, uh, Seen Hall. You don't look bad in that red and white, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, Illinois, uh, St. Louis, Manhattan, George Washington, UMass, Yale, this one? This one right here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pointing at my shirt. It's a UMass shirt. <laughs> uh, Manhattan, Fordham. Uh, I can't remember the, the rest. Marist, LaSalle, Mar- yeah, Marist, Old Dominion. Marist. Yeah. Uh, you had something to do with the Marist? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's ill. That's like, amazing. I, I don't know how often. I, I'm assuming standouts get a ton of letters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for you, going into your junior season, Having that in your back pocket, does that make you? I'm not gonna use the word cocky because you don't come off to me as a cocky person. But does that give you a sense of comfort, or does that make you hungrier? Uh, I would say it makes me more hungry. You know, I know what I'm capable of. You know, obviously, you know, receiving these letters and offers is a great blessing. I'm grateful for all of them, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it just gives me the desire to continue to work. Um, 
you know, if I continue to work, um, the schools that I want will come along. And, you know, just thanking the, the man above and my family for blessing me with this opportunity to uh, go out there and play the sport I love. Oh, man. I don't usually uh, look out. So I went to the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, not to be confused with any other UMass faction. Um, I never go see any games. I don't follow them. If somehow you ended up at UMass, I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm driving there. To yeah, watch we games. don't watch you. Because <laughs> just the little highlight stuff I was fortunate enough to catch on YouTube. Again, I haven't seen you play on the court. But just this conversation has already solidified oh, what man. I've seen in YouTube. And you've got this poise about you mm. when you're playing. And you could tell your court vision is insane and your IQ is pretty substantial as well. So, like, that that's the kind of stuff I enjoy watching. Like, there's a lot of really great athletes that – they can jump, you know, out of the out of the gym and mm-hmm. dunk all day long, and that's cool. Yeah. But like, there's a cerebral part of the game that I feel you have that it just it, there was, and you may be too young for this, but the the Spurs were playing in the finals once against uh, the Heat. I can't remember what year, but it was LeBron. You know, yeah, when LeBron was there. That wasn't that many. It wasn't too long ago. Was it? I want to say it was eleven. Okay, maybe it was eleven. So the, yeah, you weren't too young. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, I can't remember if it was game six or seven. The game, the execution of the game for the Spurs was like, people always say like, uh, what's the term that they use? Poetry in motion, Mm -hmm. right? That's the first time that I actually understood what that phrase meant. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful to me. Like, you know, we we enjoy the game of basketball. So for me to say the game is beautiful doesn't surprise you. But my wife will look at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. She's like, what are you talking about? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it was so beautiful to me to see them. Um, again, it was a very mental way that they played the game and very unselfishly, but high talent across the board. And so at the conclusion of that game, I had a tear. And I'm like, yo, what just happened? I didn't even realize all the emotional stuff that was going on. But I feel like I say all that to say I think you have that capability, assuming that you have around you a set of players that are also able to you. you know, vibe with that. So. I really hope that that's the case because I, I, you know, it's fun to watch successful kids do their thing, and I'm, you know, just all the things that I've read in your, you know, your 2018 run, I, I gotta believe you guys can, you know, do an amazing job this year as well. Definitely, I think with the group that we have this year, you know, we're young, but we're also a gritty group. You know, we have aggressive players, um, people that know their roles, and. With that, when that comes along with a maturity of the veterans and you know the energy that we bring in practice, that will fulfill the uh, championship run and the championship team that we will become. Dope. I have a question for you, Coach. Um, mm-hmm. How much how much credit do you take for the system in place to where, you know, your standout player can play such an unselfish way of basketball? Because it's one thing to have a system. I think the other thing is to have the talent. So I kind of want to know where that. Yeah, I think think it's a mix. I think it was. uh, I think I I always go back to you know the staff I have. All of us, the ideas, um, many sit downs, many conversations, many text conversations to what our philosophy wanted to be. Um, And then to your other point, it 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 doesn't happen without talent. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So um, you know, do I think we are the most talented team in the country last year? No. Did we have the confidence to go out and play as the most talented team? Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. we didn't feel. Like we could back down from anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I think we beat so many teams across the country, and then locally because we, it wasn't anything about uh, cockiness, it wasn't anything 
about arrogance. It was just the way we prepared um, as a group that, that led us to that. And that's why I think we've had success specifically the last two years because um, the guys just bought into the philosophy and mindset of playing unselfish, playing fast, um, playing together, uh, you know, help each other out on both ends of the floor. And RJ mentioned it earlier, understand your role. You know, and I think the hardest thing for any 14, 15, 16, 17 year old is to hear from somebody what your role is going to be. Um, and when they buy into their role, which last year's group, you know, did. And, and I think this year early on, our group is doing that. Um, when you buy into your role, success comes. You know, I think that's anything, you know, the business world from the CEO down to, you know, whoever it might be, if you buy into it and understand what you're doing, um, you know, that business model is going to be successful. And that's how it is with our team. Um, you know, they buy into what we're doing and they buy into the concept. And we try to hide our deficiencies on the court and we try to put guys in situations that excel. So, you know, guys who can handle ball screens, we're going to put them in ball screens. Guys who can shoot, we try to get them open looks. Um, our big guys who are good with their back to the basket, we try to put them in spots to be successful. And the one thing I always have to remind myself and the staff is they are kids deep down inside. You know, they are 15, 16, 17 years old, so they're yeah. going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd rather you make a mistake, you know, going the right way and doing it the right way. Wow. So we, you talked a little bit about your background a little while ago. Mm -hmm. I, I want to dive a little deeper into that. So who is, and tell me if I'm saying your last name wrong because I've been, I've been practicing. Mm -hmm. Who is Patrick Mazzaroni? You got the name right, so that's that's okay, good. So good. that's good. Uh, you got it right. You got it right. Yeah, the S's, I was that's like, it. do I see it. it or do nah, I S nah, it? Yeah, S it. Okay. S it. S it. Yeah, 50 50, half Irish, half Italian right there. So, ah, all right. right. You got it. Mom and dad's side right there. So everybody, everybody be happy. Everybody yeah. be happy. So, you, you know, I just think from an, uh, I give Stepanak a lot of credit, you know, from a young age here, um, they instilled a lot of values in me. Um, you know, I was involved in multiple different things, played football, basketball, and baseball. Towards my senior year, uh, the tide of athletics here changed for the better. Um, there's a lot more talent that came in here, um, which we've seen, as you guys saw, we've seen since kind of 06, 07. Um, was that just uh, organic? Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, the, the school made a commitment to enhance to the, the higher divisions. So okay. to the, the double A in basketball, to the double A in baseball, um, got up to the triple A in football in 2011. So. You know, football is triple A, double A, A. It's anybody keep it unison, we'd, we'd be able to figure it right. out. But One day. Um, I just think a lot of values were instilled in here uh, before that. My family, you know, um, you know, and then guys that in this sports world that have been uh, so open to teaching, uh, so open to mentoring, um, you know, guys that I learned in the college game, um, you know, people locally in Westchester and the Bronx. And then, like I said, even guys in our league, when I got the job, you know, nobody had to give me any support, to be honest with you. True. You know, Stepanak High School, um, you know, they didn't have to give any support. But, you know, you talk about, you know, St. Raymond's, you know, George down there was a big, you know, supporter of me when I got the job. I mentioned Timmy, you know, and, and Joe out of Christ the King of guys that have mentored me, um, you know, and still have even though we won. It's not like the conversations have stopped, you yeah, know. So, awesome. um, and then guys at the college ranks that have just been able to give some feedback back to me and, and uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing. So I, it's just trying to be successful in whatever the limelight might be or whatever task at hand. Um, you know, we scrimmage this week. And try to be the best team we could be because you never know who's watching. Mm -hmm. You never know who's uh, going to take something away from that game, um, you know, or that opportunity. 
Uh, I tell our kids that all the time. You know, we went down to Maryland a couple years ago, uh, and, and a college coach was there who watched one of our guys next, you know, got a scholarship offer. And, you know, if he didn't play as well or as hard as he did that night, I'm not sure that would have happened. Right. Um, so uh, there's so many things that you never know in this world. And the, the level the program's at, um, the, the exposure, it's not like, you know, our, all our games at home are near sellouts or sellouts. We play the county center last year in front of 3,400 people versus Iona Prep. So, wow. you know, so in California, we had great crowds. We were out there last year. We're going to Myrtle Beach this year. They play in a mini arena. So there's so many people that I could see Stepanak and everybody as an individual and then remember us as a team. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are like rock stars. <laughs> like, we're yeah. in some really good company, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to go see you guys. Like I said, yeah. when I was when we were young, Stepanak, yeah. I'd go to, just so happened, I'd be at a game where yeah. Stepanak played. You know, I just followed because I followed St. Raymond's. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. And to be honest, at that time, we kind of took advantage of you guys. But I think, mm-hmm. like everything else in life, I think we all, it all yeah, it turns full circle. You know, yeah. So I guess it's that time they get a little. I'm just, I'm waiting waxy. for that full circle to hit the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm kind of Gotta still, have hope. Gotta have hope. Yeah. Are you guys? Uh, I, I root for the Knicks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're a New York team. I, yeah. I more study uh, systems and styles and, and coaches and the way they do certain things and just try to ball, what's, ball what's and steal. Yeah. Great in point. the NBA, uh, I'm a huge Brad Stevens guy, wow. even though they're, they're Celtics. But wow. um, I just think he runs great stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he puts his guys in um, to have like four or five superstars and to, to have success. I yes. think that it's tough in the world today. Yeah. tough in the world of social media. It's tough in the world of the NBA level. It's a business. There's a lot of money involved. A There's yes. a, a yes. lot of guaranteed versus not guaranteed, all that stuff. So um, I, just, I just respect the way he gets those guys to play as hard as he does. Yes. And then... You know, I know some people love him, some people hate him. Popovich is look at that run he's had, you know, um, throughout the years. So we got to respect. You know, we get into the whole like or dislike LeBron. You know, I'm a LeBron supporter be, or, or fan because of just what he's done. And you know, you look at so many different variables, how much he's done for more than just the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that institution he built. He's yeah. you know the white his wife now he's been with since high school. You know, yes. just so many things that he's built out in his foundation and his kids and. Um, so you go through a lot of people, but coaching-wise, I, do I like the Knicks? But I doubt. You know, I worked for the Nets for two years, even on a part-time basis. I we still talk to those so guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it just more study in the game. You know, um, you know, you look at Spolstra down at, at Miami. He started as like a, you know, like a video, a video intern, yeah. you know, running VCR yeah. clips to people. So, yeah. you know, you just look at success of little things like that. I, I study and try to try to take certain things away from it. So right. I think that's a big thing on it. Um, I, I wanted to ask RJ that same question. Um, Basketball-wise, who do you pattern your game off of or you were inspired to play like or anything to that nature? Uh, well, I, lo- I watch a lot of um, Kyrie Irving. He's my favorite player. Interesting. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Steph, Steph Curry. Um, that's, that's, I that's big. try to, you know, you know, imitate my game after them. Okay. Obviously, you know, they're both point guards, you mm-hmm. know, and they're dominant scorers. You know, just the way they – uh, come off the screens or have the ability to create a space. You know, I try to uh, input that into my game. Um, just study their different moves and you know also the way they uh, be a vocal a vocal leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also Rajon Rondo, he's a great vocal oh, leader. Oh man, mm-hmm. man, so, so the way he gotta hug him after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this kid knows so the, the game, talks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, to his players, you know, puts them in the right position uh, to win. It's a great man. What do you have a favorite team, or do you follow a particular player? Uh, well, 
Or both? <laughs> I would say, like, my favorite player would be, like, LeBron. Okay. Uh, but I would say it's between Celtics and Lakers. And again, I won't be mad at you for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a diehard New York Young, fan. Younger cat, so I'm, I'm approaching 40. So cat, I'm not. I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> cats, cats that are young, significantly younger than me. I don't necessarily. I can't get upset. Mm-hmm. You know, born and bred in the New York area, and you're not a Nick fan. I can't really get mad because what we put out the as product. a product has yeah. been has been the trash. Sorry, so Nick's. if I'm growing up, like my brother, he's a he's a Bulls fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Bulls fan. So in the '90s, he and I it was it rock him, sock him in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I can't I can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. Are you are new? Part I, I guess you made it seem like you had two teams, mm-hmm. right? So is the is the Lakers piece now just new because of LeBron? Because of LeBron, yeah, at least he's so. Honest. Were you a, he's a Cleveland fan before? I'm well, already. I'm just like a LeBron fan. So wherever LeBron goes, I go. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you don't really have a team. You have Kyrie and you have, have LeBron. Kyrie, you got and Steph Curry. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. that's all right. I don't really like the Warriors like that. No, I'm too much of a super team. Cheating, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear that? <laughs> now don't tell him that, man. We might want him on the show. <laughs> we can have him on the show. I'll tell him. I'm just on the show. Okay, that's true. It's true. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, yeah, like yeah. So my, I think we will wrap up with this. Um, first of all, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm, 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 I know I speak a lot, but I'm going to say this again. I never, never, to my recollection, never met a young man who, who speaks of leadership like you do. The intangibles is, is what the game, in my opinion, has been missing overall. Like, it's not everyone who's a great athlete and has all the intangibles. And I think you could attest to this. It's not, that's a leap thing. Like, you might, have, you might be a great scorer. You might be a great three-point shooter. You might be a great... Passer, but to have all of that and be a great leader, you got to just reach for the stars, man. And then you're you're all about your books. Like I want, we got to interview their parents, parents, and your parents too, by the way. Because if you guys are well spoken, like who's the president? You know, I'm gonna make sure we archive this. (laughs) Seriously, don't screw up in college. He's not gonna screw up in college. Keep keep that GPA. You don't even. You don't even. No, here's why. Well, selfishly, here's why. I got I got an 11 year old daughter at home. Right, and she's starting to really pick up basketball and enjoys the sport. Okay, my biggest fear is not being able to handle academic. Assuming that she does great, right? Being able to handle academics and beyond, you know, teams, traveling, whatever, school teams doesn't matter. Um, being able to point to somebody like you and say, uh, "You see what this kid's doing? Smack, get get your stuff together, and go, you know, go get your work done." She's she's a smart kid, and she keeps her stuff together. But I mean, she's eleven, right? The yeah. the com- the the struggle of having to compete at a high level plus keep your books in order, she hasn't experienced yet. And so for me, not that I'm anybody yet, <laughs> but for me, keep going. Because like, yeah, as you mentioned, and I don't know if you even understand the importance of what you're saying, um, but the ball will stop bouncing at some point in time. It doesn't matter how glorious your career is. Somebody like LeBron James, for example, he's, putting, he's been putting his ducks in a row for quite a while. So when he's done, hopefully he doesn't make any foolish, you know, financial uh, yeah, mistakes where he jeopardizes his whole nest egg. But you're going to come to a point where, all right, now what? And the, the education that you've been able to keep in focus is going to pay off in dividends. And if you do, you know, succeed in becoming a standout, you know, NBA player, it only complements your ability to be even greater. Right, because you're savvy now. You know, you, as far as every move you make, you're gonna make it more strategically. Versus, 
oh, it's just a good look or, oh, for the gram. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to be more thoughtful about every step you take. And hopefully you surround yourself with the right people so that everything you do is magnified in the positive. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see that all the time. A lot of the mistakes the kids, I'm going to say kids, but athletes make is they feel too indebted to the people that they grew up with, for instance, right? And nothing against that, right? You, yeah. you have your core group of friends and family that have always been with you, but you also have to be cognizant of the fact that you're in a different game now in life, and you have to protect that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means, you know, telling somebody no. And yeah. afford, it's hard, but... Hopefully you get to that level where you have to make those decisions. But, nah, I'm sure but yeah, you man, will, man. I'm sure you will. We're rooting for you over nah, here. Dribbling Dimes, we are rooting for you guys. But wait, wait, wait. I don't want to discount coach. No, there's no then the, Brad Stevens umbrella. Like, no, 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 no. He's a student of the no, game. No, no. Even, even beyond that, like what drew me to even contacting you wasn't so much the championship, which, I mean, yeah, it's a great you know mm-hmm. thing. I, I got a chance to kind of just dig through your history, whatever was available online. And... Mm-hmm. Story after story, it just seemed like a fairy tale to an extent, right? Because, again, I don't say young coach to mean inexperienced or, mm-hmm. or a knock against you. I see it as a humongous benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, what you're doing, the fact that you've had success, right, in a very short period of time, to me means you know how to get in the heads of your players in the positive way. Build them up in the best of ways. And then have them put the best product out. Not only that you have that relationship with them, but you also have a game plan that is well put together. And granted, you have a team around you that is helping you put it together. So it's not just you, Mm -hmm. but you are the leader of the pack. And so to be able to do that and be focused on that at, you know, under 40 years of age, to me, is a big deal. Because like I said, I'm approaching 40. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably more of a kid than people might think you are in a lot of circumstances. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You probably more, you're probably more mature in certain situations than I would be. Yeah, I got to go back to high school. That's nice. <laughs> Real talk. Gotta Real go talk. Back to, gotta step so like, and I'm sure Coach Patrick, you, you, there's moments where you have that same thing mm-hmm. happen. So you're guiding a bunch of young men to the promised land, right? And the fact that you get them over the hump in a lot of cases into the Division One, Two, or Three ranks and not have to pay for college, bruh. I still have UMass dead out the yin yang. <laughs> yes. Okay? So, so I commend you. Um, and, and I think, you know. Let me ask you yeah. just one last question. Yeah. One last question to Coach. Yeah. Uh, as far as this season, what is Good. your what yes. is your vision for your season? Coming off of a championship, I know you have a predominantly new roster, if you yeah. will. What is your goal? Mm-hmm. What is your ambition? What do you feel like you guys can get? Yeah, together? we graduated three starters um, yeah. from the team. But I, I think that the, the group here, as RJ mentioned, um, it's a mix of young guys, you know, and veterans. So, okay. um, you know, in teams past, we have six, seven seniors. You know, we have four seniors on our team, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the rest are, are all young guys. So, uh, but when, of those young when guys. When you say the, young, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. When you say young, you're talking about sophomore and lower? Juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So okay. that's what I refer to as, as younger yeah. guys. Yeah. But, but our juniors and some of our sophomores experienced that last year, the run we had. So um, I, I don't, I, I kind of throw them in the fire as older guys right right away. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're excited for the year. We, you look at the 24 games we have, um, as some say, there's not one cupcake. There's not one you look into and say, you know, all right, we can, you know, that that's one we could kind of take easy that night um, where some, some schools schedule that way. But, uh, you know, we have our 17 league games that are a grind every night. You know, we open the first four, uh, two at home, two on the road. 
versus teams that we could be 0-4 and, and, and mm. people could be criticizing us, but we could be 4-0. Um, oh. So every night's a grind. And then from a, a non-league standpoint, uh, my philosophy has always been to go be the best, you have to schedule the best. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're playing in the Beach Ball Classic, which is an unbelievable 16-team uh, four-game tournament in, in South Carolina. Wow. We're playing Roselle Catholic. They have uh, a young man going to Kentucky, another man going to UNLV, and a point guard who's a Division One player. Uh, we're playing Bishop Walsh out of Maryland. Um, they're, they're, their main player is going to Virginia Tech. With a, they have two other Division One guys. Um, so our non-conference, um, and then you know either Lujai or Curtis. You know Lujai, who we beat last year in the Federation semifinals, oh, okay. returns an unbelievable team. And Curtis out of Staten Island of the PSAL is they lost in the PSAL championship last year. So okay. um, or, or semifinals it was. Uh, so. Anybody we play is going to be a, a challenge every night. You got to be prepared, and mm-hmm. um, I always feel like doing that uh, allows our guys to be prepared for March. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's when it matters. That's when people get remembered. Um, you know, uh, eighteen and ten, our, our second year here, people remember the the run to the semifinals. They didn't remember the ten losses. So right. mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm not predicting wins and losses. I'll never okay. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a couple breaks to go your way. You need mm-hmm. the ball to bounce a, uh, one way or another, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic about our group. I think if they continue to work hard and continue to develop, um, we have a chance to be a special group. Um, and every team is different. So sure. last year's group will always be somewhere in everybody's heart that's a part of Stepanak. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, 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 last year is now last year, and we're mm-hmm. going to move on to this season and, right. and, and cherish that when we get that group back together, hopefully 15, 20 years down the line. But right. You guys yeah. are going to have to incorporate a few more push-ups into your regiment because mm-hmm. that big-ass target on your back right now mm-hmm. <laughs> is coming for y'all. Yeah, that's it. That's so, it. Yeah. so, yeah. Show so we went, from, we went from, as I say, you know, we were, we were the hunter last year. We are right. now the hunted. That's you right. Know, yeah. That's right. Um, They're coming for you. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I want to ask, so – where can folks that are listening to this follow you guys or, or learn more about the, the mm-hmm. journey of Stepanak as the season progresses? Yeah, so we have information out there all over the place. So on our website, www.stepanak.org, if you go to the athletics and basketball tab is our schedule. Um, we have all kind of try to keep up with news articles, and uh, we'll post this as well if the link is available to, to get that up. Yeah. Um, you know, we have unbelievable following on all three of our social media accounts, so uh, step underscore basketball on Instagram, um, Step and Act Basketball on Facebook, and Step underscore basketball on Twitter. Uh, we have thousands of followers on all those accounts that nice. we try to get as much news and, and info out as possible. Um, and then many of the national sites like maxpreps.com will have our uh, schedule and times and location. Uh, but if you follow mainly our Instagram and Twitter, uh, you'll get as much news up to date as possible on ticket information if there's a game that needs pre-sale tickets or times of games and um, you know whether it's our Instagram story or our actual post uh, we have the, the content out there so uh, there's many avenues to follow our program um, and, and all different facets if you don't have social media you can visit our website we'll have our schedules printed uh, in a couple weeks on our schedule poster uh, we just had our photo shoot yesterday with our team so um, if you can't find a way to get it uh, shame on you, but it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's out that's there. Pretty, it's yeah. out there. That's, so that's more than enough. There. Yeah, uh, uh, RJ. Anything you want to leave us with before we close? Uh, just want to thank you guys for um, obviously coming and taking the time to uh, do this uh, interview with us. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to shout out my uh, coach Pat. 
uh, for having you know, giving me the platform to uh, excel for freshman year all the way to junior year. Uh, my teammates for being wonderful teammates and you know being unselfish and you know as we go for the slogan "We over me," uh, you know, and just providing each other with great support and definitely a um, special uh, shout out to my parents, my mom and my dad, just for uh, supporting me um, through everything um, and putting me in the right opportunity to succeed in school uh, and um, athletics as well. And my little brother for just uh, continue to strive and you know you have a great future ahead of you. Dope. Man, yeah. I didn't want to add nothing to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drop the mic. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Don't do that. No. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Thank we you appreciate guys. it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dives. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.